Welcome to Mysterian Podcast. My name is Rini Medeiros, and I'm the founder of Mysterian Expressions. You can find us on the web at www.mysterian.tv to join our mailing list, to subscribe to notifications, and to get alerts for upcoming events and upcoming podcasts. The word Mysterian comes from the Greek word mystery, as it states in Mark 4.11, the privilege of intimately knowing the mystery of God's kingdom realm has been granted to you. That word mystery is Mysterian. I've got a powerful word for you right here, right now, from the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Enjoy. fingerprints of communism in America. This is something that I've been seeing for a while. So the Lord spoke to me the day before yesterday, and he mentioned to me, he said, President Trump isn't here to get rid of the deep state and the corruption. And I was like, oh, okay, Lord. And what he was saying was he was here to buy us time, to buy the body of Christ time, to give us time to get our act together and to get our house in order. And I thought, okay, Lord, that makes sense because I think that people are looking to the president to be this some kind of savior. Of course, we love our president. You know, he's our beloved president, and he's done quite a bit concerning corruption. And basically uh, what the Lord reminded me of was a broadcast that I did a couple of years ago about reptilian seed in America, and I still have that video posted. And basically what I said in that video two years ago, which still holds true today, which Lord reminded me of, is that President Trump put a monkey wrench in the engine of the system. So he put a, so God used President Trump as a monkey wrench to throw into the engine, to throw into the engine of the corrupt system. Because engines, you have to think about engines, can technically be repaired. And what a, when you throw a monkey wrench in an engine, it's basically going to stop that process until they fix it again. What that tells me is that this engine and this system is the Antichrist system. This goes beyond the United States. It goes beyond even the world. It has to do with the plan of the enemy, which is the exact opposite of the plan of God, which the enemy has been trying to enact since the fall of man. And the war is the war of the souls of men. And so the Antichrist system, the Antichrist himself, the enemy himself, you know, puts a lot of resistance against God himself, against Jesus and the whole plan of salvation. And God is buying us time. And what bought us time, an extra extended time, was prayer. Prayer is what I believe caused the the president to win the presidency. And I believe that's what will cause him to win again, if in fact, the body of Christ is in unity and will choose to pray together. Of course, we have. And I believe that the remnant in the body of Christ is what the Lord saves a nation for. He did it for Abraham. He can do it for us. So God is faithful to his remnant. God is faithful. And the reason why I believe that the Lord said this was because what God is after, he's after us, our heart, 
our lives, our souls to be ready and to be prepared because eventually Revelation, the book of Revelation is coming to pass and there are some things that are already in the works. So the Lord doesn't want us to lose sight of that, doesn't want us to be afraid of that, but also wants us to be mindful about eternity. Now, you know, in my teachings, I always teach about accessing eternity now, accessing heavenly places now. And that's what we do now. But this time that we have here that God is basically buying for us, buying us time with President Trump in office, is that he's giving us time for us, when I say get our house in order, get our act together kind of thing, it's giving you time to access eternity now before we go into eternity, whether that be through natural death or whether that be through a transfigured state like Enoch and the coming of the Lord. So uh, pick and choose whichever way you want to go. But the whole point is, is that we are to be practicing for eternity now. And what the enemy is doing is that he's bringing all kinds of distractions to get you distracted so that you don't practice eternity now. Because that's how five of the ten virgins got distracted. They were not. There was five of them. They had, let's say, okay, so just my terminology, they had five of them were, were had their lamps filled, meaning that they were practicing eternity. And five others did not. They were distracted, you know, with the cares of the world and whatever. So the Ten Virgins is a very good picture to look at. I didn't mention the Ten Virgins last night, but the Lord's just bringing that to mind right now. This is a time and a space for us to practice eternity and eternal places, to practice living there, to practice ruling and reigning from there, to practice going in and out from eternal places. This is where we are to rule and to reign so that we can be a light, that we can be a source of hope, that we can be a movement of the Lord in the earth. And if we're distracted by what the enemy is doing, The enemy has accomplished his purpose in getting you distracted and accomplishing nothing for the kingdom of God. So he doesn't care if you're saved. He just doesn't want you to be out there and impacting your sphere of influence. That's what the Lord is is after the personal soul of each human being, not only in the United States of America, but around the world. But here, speaking about America... So we go through these trials, we go through the coronavirus, the riots, the, the protesting, all that stuff, and we see a lot of mayhem, we see a lot of violence that transpires, we see a lot of exaggeration with the coronavirus. What we are seeing has nothing, has really, is beyond, it's really, I don't think it has, it has nothing to do with COVID is being used as a tool, the riots and the protesting is being used as a tool, it's all the purpose of to it to me it reminds me so much of MK Ultra because and because my family comes from a communistic country my husband my mom full blooded Cuban you know this is like you know part of our family discussion quite often and everything that my husband went through to get out of Cuba and my in laws sacrificed to get out of that communist country 
So, you know, my husband is, gets really angry when he sees people disrespecting the flag and wasting their freedoms that we have here in the United States of America because they came out of that. My husband was very poor. You know, his family was very poor. And they came here, and my father-in-law was in a concentration camp for two years just to pay his dues to get out of Cuba um, when they got out. So there was a lot of sacrifice that occurred here, and they came here, and they struggled um, to uh, get on their feet. They didn't accept, you know, handouts from the government. They wanted to make it on their own. Through my family experience and seeing what the nation is going through right now, I see the fingerprints of communism. Now, when I say that, it's because it has already been activated in the United States of America. And so the Lord is saying that I put Donald Trump in office to be a monkey wrench to, to buy time for, really, for believers in Christ. It benefits the entire nation, but it's for us, the remnant, that the Lord wants to get our attention so that we are ready, like the five virgins that had their oil filled to the brim because they were spending time in eternity. And so, because eventually, you know, when you read the book of Revelation, something's going to happen to America. There's going to be a bust somewhere. There's going to be a fall. There's going to be something that's going to break. And we need to be ready for that. We don't have to be afraid of it, but we need to be ready for it. So I'm like, you know, when the Lord talks to me this way, I'm like, Lord, you know, whatever it takes, we're just going to be ready to go through whatever we need to go through because we have the power of transfiguration. And this is one of the reasons why I believe that the Lord has really embedded this in my heart, in my spirit over the past several years since I've been teaching on the transfiguration. This isn't just some fluffy teaching. This is real transformation for a day of persecution. Because for those of you that are in my class, in my, that have taken my classes on the transfiguration and are a part of uh, the Mysterium Partnership, is that one of the things that I say about the mystery of transfiguration is one of, one of the transfigurations in the Bible has to do with being ready and prepared for persecution. And I gave the example of Stephen when he was stoned to death. And I show, I pretty much break open and show you how Stephen transfigured at the time of his death. And the reason why he was able to do that is because he had been practicing transfiguration. So when Jesus took the disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration, it wasn't just to show them his deity, which he did, but all four of them were caught up in that encounter. It was Jesus, it was the three disciples, Peter, James, and John, and then it was Elijah and Moses. We're in this encounter. So you have heaven and earth meeting together. And so what happened is Jesus, he transfigures his body, brilliant and very white, because he transfigured into his glorified body. He manifested into his glorified body before he dies on the cross. How did he do that? Because he's God. (laughs) And then he demonstrates how to transfigure to the disciples. You know, and Jesus, so they walk down the so basically, it was a training, it was a training session. So he, they, Jesus walks down with the disciples down the mountain. And he says, don't tell this to anybody because basically you're going to think you're crazy and you're loco. 
And um, so, but they obviously shared it amongst the other brethren and amongst the other disciples and those that were following Jesus. And they practiced transfiguration on a daily basis. And they did this through communion. They took communion on a daily basis. So I'm looking at a blueprint here. I'm looking at a pattern that's in the scriptures. And I'm like, if they did it, then I'm going to practice this blueprint. Blueprints are in the Bible for us to engage in. And this is one of them. So when I teach on the transfiguration, one of the purposes for the transfiguration is that we need to learn now how to transfigure while we have the open window of opportunity to do so. The Lord's Presence is very prevalent for that right now, for us to engage in that, to practice it so that when the time comes, when the time of persecution comes, you will be ready. You will know how to transfigure. Your spirit being knows exactly what to do is that the Lord reminded me of something. He said that I transfigured 20 years ago and I had a meeting. I'll just share with you really quick. I had a meeting. Uh, we had some kind of conference and then... What I did with my team, my musicians, those that help serve with me, we would go, I would take my team through group deliverance every once in a while. So we did that at this particular event and took my team members through some group deliverance. And I had one of my musicians, um, when I was praying for him uh, during this deliverance conference, he was upset because he didn't manifest anything. You know, I would pray for him and, you know, there was nothing happening. Like, you know, don't worry about it. The Lord will minister to you when, when he's ready to. So anyways, we go back to the house and we're really tired. We're really exhausted. It was a long day. And one of my musicians, he was my guitar player, he was asking me, can you pray for me now? I was like, well, you know, it's really late and we were really tired, but we did anyway. I have compassion. So we did. So we started to pray for him. And what you need to know is that he used to be a third high priest. He used to be uh, a warlock. And this was before he became a Christian. And he was an excellent guitarist. He's, his music, I mean, his guitar playing is on one of my CDs. But he was a Christian. But there was something that I had noticed with him in the past couple of weeks before that incident we started to minister to him. And my rule of thumb with people doing deliverance is that I would not spend more than 15 minutes on deliverance with someone. Because to me, if those things are not flying out in 15 minutes, you're not ready. You didn't do the preparation work. You didn't go through repentance. You didn't go through the process of allowing yourself to be ready for the process of deliverance. There are sovereign times when somebody's unsaved and they need deliverance just to get into the kingdom of God. And that's different. This, he was saved already. So and my rule of thumb and what, the way that I practice, if it wasn't 15 minutes, you know, because I looked at the blueprint and the pattern of what Jesus did. Jesus spoke the word and those demons came flying out. Well, I gave 15 minutes because I'm just, you know, making room for the human element, you know. And uh, so I'll give you 15 minutes. So, you know, usually take people through a process of repentance, you know, just to open up their spirit and get those things out. And um, it's different now. I don't do deliverance like I like I, do, like I did back in the day because my whole belief system has just been rearranged by the Lord and the way that I pray and the way that I see deliverance. So we started to minister to him, and then we asked him to repent and renounce of a third high priest ritual that he did 
when he was in that witch's coven back in the day. And as soon as we confronted him about that to repent, he would not. His will was not ready. And he manifested and he went into a trance. And when he went into a trance, he was gone. He, him, the person, he was gone. Something else, another entity came to the surface. And it was not good. It was a demonic spirit. He had glassy eyes. He was cursing. He was extremely strong. My husband and three other guys that were very strong were not able to hold him down. That's how strong he was. This guy was only 180 pounds. And so there was a demonic strength that was there. And he was spewing out curses. And, and then the reason why I say all this is because the Lord reminded me of that moment because something supernatural happened in that moment when we were completely unprepared. We were completely unprepared, but the Holy Spirit was prepared, and my spirit being knew exactly what to do in that moment. There was a shield that, was, that just went up over us, and we were guarded. There was this supernatural force field, and what this demon was trying to do, he was trying to jump ship out of his body and to go into somebody else's, but that wasn't going to happen because we were protected because at that moment, what had transpired was that our spirit being had transpired, meaning that our spirit being had come on the outside and dominated on the outside. We didn't have time to take communion. We didn't have time to do anything. It was a sovereign thing that our spirit being knows to do in the time of need, in the time of persecution, in the time of danger, your spirit being will jump on the outside of your body and take over. Okay, that is a state of transfigured being transfigured. And so we were there and I felt this supernatural force field around us because what that demonic spirit was trying to do was trying to find an entrance into us through fear. But there was a supernatural shield around us that guarded our minds and that guarded our entire being that we that we were not able, that we didn't give in to the spirit of fear. The only thing that I was concerned about was that my children were upstairs in the bonus room, and I was like, God, please don't let them come down the stairs at this moment with this thing manifested because that didn't need to happen. <laughs> so, and the Lord was, was good about that. So me and my team members, we were like, what the heck? What are we going to do? We've got this demonic spirit in our in my living room manifesting and we don't know how to, you know, get rid of this guy. And so, and so what we did was we started playing music and we started putting praise and worship on and we started to call his being back into his body. It was some freaky stuff. And the other thing that was freaky that day is that it was lightning and thundering outside. It was like we were in, we were in hell or something. We were in a different realm. It was so crazy. So we called back his spirit back into being, and then he snapped out of his trance. He came out of the trance. He was in his right mind, and he sat there just like really quiet. And I said to him, I said, dude, what have you been doing? What, you know, what have you been doing? Because I'm thinking, what have you been doing to allow this open door? Because apparently the third high priest ritual that he did, he never repented of. He's, he got saved, but he never repented of that ritual because he liked the power. And so that was an incident of when the Holy Spirit 
assisted by the Holy Spirit, our spirit beings came on the outside because God was faithful. I say all that to I say all of that to say that if we come into times of persecution, because they will come, is that your spirit being, now that you have the time to practice, as the Lord was saying, I didn't share all of this last night, so this is for your ears only, that the time that we have right now that God is buying us is to spend that time in eternal places so that when the day of persecution comes, you will be ready, and if something should happen, your spirit being will be, will be so attentive and that it, you will have practice your spirit being coming on the outside and dominated by your spirit being and not dominated by your soul and giving into fear. Because the last thing that you need now in this time that we live in is to give into a spirit of fear. So now is the time to train yourself to live as a spirit being. And any time that fear tries to creep in is that you command it to leave renounce it, divorce yourself from it, and you practice your spirit being coming on the outside and never allow your soul to rule you ever again, ever again, not for more than 24 hours. <laughs> and so because that's what, that's what the Apostle Paul did, he practiced eternal places, he practiced coming on the outside with his spirit being, that's why he said, I die daily, he did it on a daily basis. Because there's power in that, but there's purpose in it. There's a reason for it. We are living here as spirit beings in a human body on the, face, on the face of the earth because we transcend from heavenly places to the earthly realm and we go back and forth. And we have to be able to operate that way. We have to be able to, to see from God's perspective, to see from a bird's eye view, from a panoramic view, and then also to be able to bring hope and to bring the salvation of the Lord to the realm of the earth. Because if you do not do this, guys, you will be caught off guard and you will give in to fear. And that's what the Lord was saying to me last night. It's like, how am I going to tell everybody this? Because not everybody's ready to hear this. But you guys are, okay, because you've been with me long enough. And this is what the Lord is saying to be prepared for. Regardless, I don't even want to say the words, but I'll say it. Regardless if the president wins the, president, the presidency or not, again, you, it does not have to affect you either way. Yes, there would be a lot of grieving, a lot of craziness that would be going on, but that's when you will need to shine the most, to be that beacon of light in a time of darkness. I pray to God that doesn't happen. I pray to God we have four more years, but after that, who knows what will happen. And I know that there's been prophecies of well, President Trump is going to get, you know, the presidency in 2020, and then Mike Pence is going to get the next eight years, and then Ivanka Trump is going to get the, you know, I think some of that is presumptuous. I think some of that is presumptuous because it, prophecy is contingent depending upon the choice of the people. And God will allow a nation to choose wrongly, uh, to choose opposite of what his will is because of their choice. And so that's where we have to pray for the hearts of the American people so that they can see the truth and we can step into that place as kings and priests of the Lord to 
pray on behalf of the nation, but to pray specifically for the hearts of the people, that their eyes, that the, and to speak that scripture in Ephesians, that the eyes of their hearts will be enlightened so that they can see the truth and they can make a decision based upon truth, not based upon the, the mind control that they see in the media every single day. So when the Lord said to me that the president is a monkey wrench, he's not the one that's going to get rid of all of the corruption. He can't. He's human. Okay? He definitely can make a dent. He can definitely cause a lot of ruckus, which basically is what happened because he's basically stirred a bee's nest. And it's all for the purpose to buy us time to buy us time so that we have time to rise up because honestly, the Lord raises up a secular man just like he did with King Cyrus because I believe that, to, that the church was too asleep, too much in a stupor, too much out of it. And now the church, I believe, is somewhat awake. I still think that there are people in the body of Christ that are drinking the Kool-Aid. They're not, they're just not manifesting by truth. So that's the reality of it. So I wanted to share all of that to give you perspective because I feel like it's important to give that prophetic perspective uh, on the condition of the nation, what the Lord is doing and what the Lord said. I believe that he said that President Trump, he's, you know, because we have this idea that he's the one that's going to wipe out all of the deep state. He's the one that's going to wipe out all of the corruption and all of the all of the bad players and stuff. He's definitely going to make a dent, but it is ultimately the Lord that brings the judgment upon these people. And yes, God does use his vessels to bring about his plan, but it doesn't all happen with one man. God, it's, it's a collective unit. It's a collective effort. And one man can absolutely have great impact, and the president is impacting greatly, but he's not the savior. He's the president. And so a lot of times people look to him as, and then what happens is they see that they have these high hopes that this is what the president is going to do, and then they start to see his flaws, and then they start to see the things that, that he just has flaws. He's human. So God didn't call him because he was perfect. He called him because he was obedient. And in the process of that, we see some of his flaws. And so the choice is, well, are you going to pick this president with these flaws or are you going to pick this, the other opponent with his flaws? So either way, you're picking flaws. You know, it's not about the flaws. It's about the policies. It's about who we believe is going to do the job that we feel that God, that is the most God-centered is really what it is because they, they're both flawed. I'm flawed. You're flawed. Everybody. Okay. So, so there's just this nitpicking of the president's flaws over and over again, but that nitpicking is happening over and over and over and over. It's like a repetition. That's what they do in MK ultra. They, they do mind control through repetition, 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 repetition in the media is a basic form of mind control. That's what they do in MK ultra. And they, what they do is they, their whole purpose is to break you into submission. Let me say this one thing about communism. I saw this with my grandmother. My grandmother was a communist. When she came to visit us 28 years ago, she came to visit us for the first time from Cuba. 
you know, she's there, she's visiting, you know, my kids, so my kids weren't born yet, but had a conversation with her about Castro. And boy, did she get upset. I couldn't say anything towards Castro, anything negative. Like, wow. I wouldn't say that she was hardcore communist. What she did is that she supported communism because Castro gave her an apartment, gave her the things that she needed. So for her, it was a matter of survival. And this is the problem here in the United States. The people that are giving into government handouts now or support the idea of government handouts or support the idea of socialism, they are the ones that will give in to communism first. They will give in to communism because they will give in to the idea of the government giving them what they need instead of being in opposition to stand for what is right. That in America, that is the fingerprint of communism because it's already here. I see it in people. I see it every day in the media. I see it every day when I see AOC and I see these socialist Congress people and I see the ideology that they are projecting projecting through the media day after day after day, repetition, repetition, conditioning the minds of the American people to prepare them for a communistic takeover. Because it, it, it's a repeat of history. When you see the history of Cuba, some of these other communistic nations, it's even worse than what happened with the Nazis. Because it's a conditioning and it takes years for this to be accomplished, but it's already been activated. And it could take several more years for it to be fully complete if they get what they want this year. What I'm saying is just from the perspective of a family that came from communism, I see the fingerprints. It's already here. And President Trump made a decree, and rightly so, and he said during the State of the Union, America will never be a socialist nation. And we need to really enforce that decree. It was like King Cyrus says it from the mountaintop, the most powerful leader in the world decrees, makes that decree like a Cyrus from the mountaintop over the United States at the State of the Union. And he makes that proclamation. And we need to remember that proclamation that America will never be a socialist nation. America will never be a communist nation because what they are doing now is that they are bypassing socialism and they're going straight for communism. That's the fingerprint that I see. And for the body of Christ needs to be aware of this to see it and to awaken and to be prepared to spend time in those eternal places so that you are ready to transfigure when the time comes. To practice your transfiguration in your prayer closet and have your times with the Lord and your encounters with the Lord. Because when the time of emergency comes, your spirit will know what to do. Just like when Stephen confronted the religious leaders and he stood up in righteousness and he stood firm and he didn't bow down to fear because his spirit was ready because he practiced eternity on a daily basis so that when he confronted the religious leaders and they didn't like what he said, but they noticed that he transfigured because they said, Stephen has the face of an angel. He was already tra in that transfigured state. And then the heavens open. And then Stephen says, I see Jesus sitting at the right hand of the father. And the thing that Stephen says is, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And so his soul and his mind was already gone. His body was just the last thing to leave the earth. His soul and his spirit 
was already gone because at that point, for him to be able to say, forgive them, for they do not know what they do, it's kind of the same quote that Jesus said, was that he wasn't feeling physical pain at that moment. He was already gone. And that transfigured state, I believe, buffered the pain for him so that when he got stoned, he was just gone. Okay? Because most people, if they weren't ready for that moment, they would be screaming in pain or they would try to get out of the situation and plead for their lives. Stephen didn't plead for his life. He didn't plead for it. He just said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And the heavens opened up because the heavens were ready to receive, receive his spirit, received his soul, and then his body was the last thing to go. I believe his spirit went first, and then his body was just like, you know, that was the end of it. But if you look at how Stephen went through that situation, there had to have been a super natural power that came through him. It was his spirit being. His spirit being had been prepared through practicing eternal places. And that is what we need to be prepared for now. And the Lord is speaking this to me. And I'm like, Lord, whatever it takes, I just want to be ready, whatever it takes. And at the same time, I feel this supernatural shield of the Lord upon me, and my family, those that I pray for. I just feel like we're able to still enjoy our lives in the process of all of the craziness that's going on in America because we're living in a different realm even though we're still here in the realm of the earth. We're living above this realm of chaos. And that's why I'm always shouting it out. Come out of the realm of chaos. Come out, visit eternal places, then you can go back in, you can impact, you can reach for those souls and snatch them out of hell. And so I hope that gives you some encouragement. I hope that it gives you also some warning. And I hope that it also gives you a game plan that you're like, yep, now I know what to do. So that you're ready, you're prepared, that you are so strong and that you are so powerful, guys, that no matter what happens, no matter what comes in 100 days, that you will be ready. And you will be like a lifeline to those that are around you. Even if the president wins, which I decree that he will, there's still going to be mayhem, violence, protesting, because we had it in 2016. I believe it's going to be much more worse in 2020. We need to be ready for that. Be ready for both scenarios. It's like going into war and soldiers are prepared for several different situations. They want the best outcome. They prepare for the best outcome, but they're also prepared for the worst outcome. That doesn't mean that you don't have faith. It doesn't mean that you're not believing that President Trump is going to win. It just means you're being wise and you're going to be prepared for whatever comes to us November 3rd. To be ready if he wins and ready if he doesn't win. Either way, you are going to be fine. You are with the Lord and you will be absolutely fine. It's just a matter of preparing for what scenario is going to happen. And you'll be ready either way. And that if the president wins and praise God, then be ready for riots and be ready for you know stuff because there's no telling what will happen. If he doesn't win, God forbid, then it's a whole different story. You need to be ready for that as well. And you need to be a pillar of strength for those that are around you, for yourself and for those that are around you. Now for the next 100 days is the time to prepare. If you've been slacked in visiting in heavenly places and in your prayer life, now is the time to get your house together, to get your act together, and to visit those heavenly places so that you will be ready to stand in whatever case that the nation brings us in in the 100 days.
<sighs> Jesus. Okay, let me open up the call here. You guys there? Yes. Yes. Amen. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Amen. Amen. Praise Thank God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, wow, Lord. Wow, that was amazing. And you, and you guys, you're going to be okay. Okay? I just know it with my heart. You're going to be okay. But take heed. Take heed to the word of the Lord tonight. Do not allow, do not allow the media, social media to yank your chain. Okay? You're going to be okay. There is a place of safety for the people of God, for the lovers of God. But for those that are just all caught up in that stuff, Christians that are caught up in that garbage, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I I have the peace of the Lord. I'm like, Lord, you are so faithful because he pre-warns us and he shows us for whomsoever will because, let me tell you something, I didn't share a lot of this last night. I shared some of it, but not what I shared with you right. because I didn't plan any of yeah. this. I really feel like the Lord just poured his heart out just for you guys. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. And to be ready and to be prepared because mm-hmm. even if it's just us four no more, and I know there's more people than that in the class, you can turn this nation upside down. Rini, I believe really you can. right on because that's... Yeah. Those are things that I've been that I've been really feeling as well. And I believe, mm-hmm. let me just reiterate, because I believe it is those who practice eternal places mm-hmm. go there every single day. And we need to mm-hmm. really understand that revelation. And okay. it is the place of inheritance. God is so faithful. But the other thing that I just, I want to, you know, I'm just going to boldly, you know, put the request out there. As the Lord leads you to give a love offering, we do have some things that we do need to cover. In the ministry, I don't get paid. I don't think anybody could ever accuse me of doing ministry for money because it really doesn't pay that well. It really doesn't. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to just kind of put put it out there because we do have some needs. We have equipment that needs to be paid off. I don't like to have debt in anything so that we could improve the broadcasting, the things that we do, and then, you know, the app. All of that costs money. So for me, it was an investment. You know, trusting the Lord would cover it. And so as the Lord leads you, um, puts it on your heart, you know, just go to our website and you can um, give a donation for that. We would really greatly appreciate it. God bless you guys. Thank you guys so much for hanging with me tonight. And I pray that you were encouraged and something awakened inside of you tonight. Sure did me. Past couple days or past couple weeks, Lord's been speaking some of these things. And we're going to be okay. Everybody's going to be okay. Stay close to the heart of the Lord like never before. Thank you for listening in. I hope that you were blessed. Be sure to go to our website at mysteria.tv and join us every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for live spontaneous prophetic worship and revelatory teaching into the mysteries of Yahweh.